Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. to another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each episode we explore the many avenues of the great Disney universe. This week, you're in for a real treat. Our dear Jedi Master Planner, Trainer, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I had the, like the Jedi show in my head for a minute, it's like Master Jedi Trainer, but... Technically, she is kind of training people. If you read her stuff, it's you know right. not in a bad way. No, train your train your thought process. So anyway, she has a not a silent partner in crime because she does contribute to her blog on occasion. Uh, so this week we're welcoming Adrian's sister Alyssa with us, who made a recent trip out to Disneyland and is going to kind of fill us all in on her process of planning because that's what they do and then uh you know what she did how she enjoyed it and what she thought so yeah so welcome Alyssa. thank you for joining us and doing this and and if you want want to tell us a little bit about yourself quick and then you can just kind of jump right into it i mean you've listened we're not really that formal so (laughs) (laughs) no that's at least (laughs) um well as you said my name is Alyssa. i have become uh, you know, gradually over time, a contributor to WDWBound.com, which is Adrienne originated that blog, um, just because she and I have developed over the last couple of years. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know if you would call that like OCD planning, but like it's, it's we ha- we had to get our energies out some way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a healthy obsession. I refer to it yeah. as. <laughs> yeah, um, and so the blog became that. Um, and so, so yeah, um, so that's just kind of, it just kind of organically happened that way. Um, and I've just been contributing ever since. I know you were saying she contributes occasionally, but here in the past few months, she's probably written 75% of <laughs> yes. the blog Yes, I, I, I see her name <laughs> often come across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's been very helpful for me, very helpful. <laughs> yeah, and it helps me get my energies out too, because I like to... I like to think all that stuff, and when I don't have a trip to actively plan, I got I, I, I gotta get it out. I gotta do something. <laughs> okay, so before you get started, Alyssa, I have a question because we all kind of on the podcast, you know, gone through and said kind of where our Disney obsession started, and I was thinking about it. I don't know about you, like really? where? Yeah, like you know, I always blame Christopher because you know he proposed there, and yeah, you know, but I. I feel like for us, it maybe didn't really start until like 2012. 
Yeah, I think I think I can probably peg it to 2012 because I remember, you know, it went when I was 14 and I was like so over it, you know, <laughs> and then cool we went that. back when I was 17 and that's when you got engaged. Right. And even then it was just like, this is just Disney World. Like, this is cool, but, you know, like I didn't really truly appreciate it for it was. And I think when we went back in 2012, I mean, I was very far into adulthood at that point, and so I think that I really enjoyed it because as an adult, you have a little bit more freedom, because when I was there as a teenager, you know, I don't think I was quite as involved in the planning mm-hmm. process. I didn't have as much money, obviously, to enjoy the snacks and the merchandise <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, you know, because when you're 17, very you're broke. Very important. That's right, yeah. Food definitely so, isn't think, at the top of the list when you're a teenager there. <laughs> yeah. So I think once I got into adulthood and had a little bit more financial freedom, that's when I really started to to, to sink into it. Um, and I think it's a little bit nostalgia, too, because, you know, we grew up on Disney pretty much growing up. Because um, I remember going to the theaters to see Hercules and, like, all those 90s, early 2000 films. Mom would take us. Um, yeah. So it was a little bit of nostalgia, too. Because, you know, as you get older, you'd start to appreciate that stuff a little bit more. So I think I think I didn't really start to truly appreciate it until... Because that was a large gap from when I was 17 to... I don't even know how old I was in 2012. Um, but that was a pretty large gap. Um, yeah. Like a 10 or 15 year gap, I think. Something like that. Um, from the, first, the last trip that we did. Because um, this was after... This was way after college. So, um, so Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just part of getting older. I started to appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think I can pretty much peg it to our 2012 trip. Yeah. For sure. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That works. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as stated on here, I think I was much older. I'd been going as a kid, as just like you girls, too. And I, it was, wasn't until I was older, and I think either right after I had gotten married or right before my first child was born that, like, the heavy obsession hit. And I was like, okay, this is, became, like, a daily thing of worrying about all things Disney. And this was pre... Well, maybe it wasn't pre-social media stuff, but it was before I was ever involved in any of it in early 2000s. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know what you mean about when you're an adult and you kind of pay attention to some of the other stuff a little more than worrying about riding every mm-hmm. roller coaster a hundred times, so. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, as we were kind of chatting before we started recording, I think uh, Milford brought up a good point, and we are all kind of very interested in the trip in general, but uh, kind of what your what your process was for planning this trip, uh, you know, time, you know, why you, why you picked when you went, which I believe was a, week ago, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> this is your mother's fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just kind of, kind of that stuff. Did you pay attention to crowd calendars? Did you, you know, how much research? <laughs> and I mean, we can go long. I, just, I know that's, <laughs> that might've been a loaded question. I should have rephrased that. <laughs> I did I did a ton a ton of research kind of prepping for it because I didn't know about it until what like June July something like that, something like that yeah and, um, when mom kind of approached me and said hey you know I've got this conference in Anaheim and I've heard that that's where Disneyland is and, <laughs> so, um, and so it was like 
Do you, do you even need to ask? Of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, first off, I have to tell y'all a story. When I found out about this trip, we were at church. <laughs> I said, Mom was telling me about it, and I turned around to Alyssa, and I said, so did you hear he's going to Disney? Um, Disneyland? And Alyssa goes, yes, Mom and her favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Wow. I say in jest. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so the dates didn't really, like, I didn't get to control that because mom was only in the, the conference that she was there for was only a two-day conference. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, I well, technically, I think it was a three-day um, because we flew out on Saturday, but her classes didn't start until Sunday, and then there was Monday, and then I think morning Tuesday classes, but she skipped Tuesday because our flight was at 10 a.m. to come back. Oh, wow. um, so I didn't have any control over when we went, but as far as like controlling like what I could do during the day, <laughs> um, I had full control over that because mom was in class, so it was nice. just it was just me, and this was like totally stepping out of my comfort zone because I had never been to anything park, let alone Disneyland by myself. I hadn't oh, wow. even been to Disney World and the parks by myself. Okay. So. And it, was, and it was actually kind of a good thing um, because I had a lot more freedom in what I could do. Like when I first got there, I had to kind of, well, when I first started researching, I had to kind of rewire how my brain thought about Disneyland because I was so in WDW like zone. Like, you know, right, you right. think yeah, yeah. Really plan a Disney World trip because you think I gotta get fast passes, I gotta get dining reservations, I gotta do this, 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 and this. Whereas Disneyland literally forces you to not do that. Like you don't have a choice. <laughs> the right. only thing that you can pre plan is your dining reservations. And even then it's only like sixty days out or something like that. Um, or thirty days out. <laughs> something like that. Right, right. Um, so so I kinda Y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but I have spreadsheets for everything. Like, Adrian and I have that in common. Um, and what I actually did <laughs> is I downloaded the PDF of both of the park maps and, like, went into paint and highlighted everything that I wanted to do and where it was. So, when I got there, I wouldn't be spending 30 minutes staring at a map. Oh, um, that's actually a very good idea. Yeah. So, and that's what I did, and then I kind of routed kind of what the most efficient way to kind of go around the parks through, <laughs> and I was going to be crazy, but I, I was, I just wanted to be ultra, ultra. They know crazy. me. You can't be crazier than me. You're fine. <laughs> well, the flow is different. I mean, you know, the park is generally laid out the same, but the flow is different in, yeah. than it is in the Magic Kingdom, so. Well, plus it's still tore up. Right. What? So much stuff Lord? under construction. Well, you're uh, at Star Wars uh, land, and you don't yeah. have a good way around that yeah. side of the park. Once you're yeah. in Frontierland, that area, you're you're stuck. Yeah. Well, I actually didn't notice the construction as much in Disneyland as I did in Disney California Adventure because they had, you know, they've shut down the Bugs Land um, in preparation for. I guess that's where Marvel Marvel Land. Yeah. Um, so I did a lot more back and forth in Disney California Adventure than I did in Disneyland. Um, cause California Adventure, I kept going back and forth the same routes because there was no, it wasn't a circle. Like you couldn't really go in a circle. Right. Um, 
So, so it Disney California Adventure felt a little bit because of the construction a little less cohesive. Not cohesive, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit of an, an adjustment. Um, but when I got there, it was the craziest thing coming from somebody who pretty much only is kind of, you know, well-versed in Disney World. You, you, you don't, like, when you first get there and you first walk into the, like, we took, we had public transportation. Um, Anaheim actually has its own specific parks bus route. Like, oh, it's wow. provided by the city of Anaheim. Huh. And it was five fifty a day, or you could get, like, a three-day pass for $14, or you could just pay $3 cash. You had to have exact change and just give that to the bus driver each time that you got on the bus. Okay. So we ended up doing the daily passes because we were only going to be there in the parks for two days. Um, and so it was really simple. Like, I, of course, I researched that as well. And before we <laughs> even landed in Anaheim, I was like, we're bus routes four and five. <laughs> what our buses were. <laughs> even though we hadn't gotten to California yet. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I knew what buses did what. And they have big signs of like, you know, right outside your hotel. And the whole strip of road right in front of Disneyland, there's tons and tons and tons of hotels. And each one of these hotels has access to that public transportation that's provided by Anaheim. So if you're staying anywhere near the parks, um, you can use that bus transportation. You don't have to worry about walking or traffic or anything like that, which I found extremely comforting. Oh, that's fantastic, um, yeah. Yeah, and then um, what I also thought was crazy was, you know, in Disney World, you take a, once you park your vehicle, like if you drive in, if you don't take the Magical Express or any other other um, transportation, um, if you're, say, you're a local and you park in their parking lots, apparently the parking for Disneyland is way off. Like, it's not even close to the parks because I was walking down once the bus dropped us off. And I looked to the left, and there were all these Disneyland buses, and it was like they were labeled to the specific parking lots that they went to. And I was like, hmm. so even yeah, if you drive, you still got to get on the giant bus. Yeah, it's about a 10-minute bus ride to one of them, and then it's like a 15-minute tram ride to the other. So it yeah. is, I guess, technically walking distance, but it's far. Yeah, which I, which surprised me, because I was like, you still, you still got to get on the bus. So I was like, so... You know, even if you, like, that, it's kind of a, a pro as far as, like, staying off property. Because if you stay in a hotel, you don't have to feel bad about having to take a, you know, public transportation. Because regardless, you're going to get in a giant shuttle bus. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, but, yeah, but that's one of the things that surprised me, the differences. Because I figured, you know, they always talk about how Disneyland is a little bit smaller it's not as like it's a lot more casual you know that kind of thing a little bit more intimate and i was like those are those are giant buses yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah but i loved the fact that once you got into like once you got off your bus and all you had to do is walk through one thing of security and you had access to all three sections of the parks yeah that is um, nice which was so nice because you go through the security ones and then you can go wherever you want after that. Yeah, so, right. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but I really did have to kind of re rework how I thought about it because and it drove me crazy for a good month because I really wanted I wanted to get fast passes and I wanted to do this and I wanted to <laughs> yeah I wanted to, to orchestrate my whole day and I and I oh it drove me drove me crazy that I couldn't even standing in line because I was I was up at like four or five o'clock in the morning every morning because I was still on East Coast time so. <laughs> Even standing in security, I was like, oh, my phone, trying to get fast passes. And it's like, no, you're not in the park yet. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> so, so now that you've done it both ways, which do you prefer? Oh, I don't know. I, personality, like, I really, I really enjoyed the fact of how plenteous the fast passes were once I got there. Because... I get frustrated a little bit with Disney World because fast passes are so hard to get on the really high demand rides. Whereas, you know, I was a solo rider. I didn't I didn't have to stand in standby lines the whole time I was there. I was able to get a fast pass because I used the Max Pass system, which is that ten dollar upgrade to your ticket. Right. Um, so all of the rides that I did, I did with a fast pass. Whereas, Did you try the single rider lines too? I didn't. I didn't really know where they started. Like, <laughs> I know, like, I got in line for Indiana Jones, and I know that that has a single rider line, but I had a fast pass. So I walked through and I heard a lady go, Is this the single rider line? And there was a cast member going, Yeah, go that way. And then I'm like, Okay. So I was like, So where where do you go to get into the single rider line it, that was kind of confusing for me so i was very thankful that i was able to get fast passes for everything yeah they definitely hide them you kind of have to figure it out over time yeah yeah, yeah. But i had a fast pass so for everything that i did um so it wasn't as big of an issue uh, but i did feel bad i think it was indiana jones i got really confused because it's really dark in that queue um so I got in the fast pass line and walked through and right before I got in to the right, like I told the, you know, they always ask you like, how many is in your party? And I was like, one. And so she said, okay, row three. And then I couldn't find row three. So I was just standing there looking like an idiot staring at the floor. And this other like group of three went ahead of me and the cast member was like, what row are you supposed to be in? And I was like, three. And so she like she made the people that went in front of me back up out of the stall oh. in order for me to get on to the ride that was loading. Nice. And like they didn't understand why they were backing up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And so the was like, back up, back up, back up. And so I felt a little bit like royalty a little bit, but then I was like, I felt really bad at the same time. Because <laughs> they were trying to fill the fill the ride. Um, and I was a single rider basically, so um, but yeah, that was that was a little bit confusing. <laughs> cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, so when you were planning your your touring plan, were you trying to focus on attractions that are at Disneyland and not in Disney World, or were you just going by I want to do this regardless? Yes, I definitely <laughs> prioritized rides that were exclusive to Disneyland. Um, like a really, a new, the first pass, pass pass that I got when I got into Disneyland um, was for the Haunted Mansion because I knew that it had an exclusive Halloween time, Christmas time, not uh, Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. 
So, and I knew that wasn't something that I could experience in Disney World. So, my first pass, 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 I never say that right, fast pass <laughs> um, that I got was for Haunted Mansion at like 9.30 once I got into the park. And I was in the park by 8 a.m. every day. Um, so, but I pretty much, like, there was a lot that I, I still didn't cover. Um, but I was able to get the highlights of most of everything that I wanted to do. Because um, I did Haunted Mansion, I did Pirates of the Caribbean, I did the Indiana Jones ride, um, I walked around Frontierland, I didn't do Big Thunder, even though supposedly the Big Thunder in Disneyland is better than the Big Thunder in Disney World. Um, I didn't have time to do that. I had saved that for Mom, because I knew that she, that was one of the few roller coasters that she would ride in Disney World. Um, but she was so tired by the time that she actually got into the park that evening after class that she didn't, she wanted to do anything. So, <laughs> so. Okay, y'all did what, like Jungle Cruise? Yeah, we did Jungle Cruise and that was it. Nice. Um, yeah. And then we did eat at the French Market that evening. Um, but all, all that she had energy for was dinner, Jungle Cruise, and then we popped into Jolly Holiday Bakery to get some of the macarons. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Um, but the, what I, I didn't get accomplished was Toontown. I didn't step foot in Toontown. And that's one of the regrets is that I wanted to do Roger Rabbit's, was it the tail spin or something like that? The Cart- dark ride? Cartoon, cartoon spin. spin. Yeah, cartoon spin, yeah. Well, um, you know, you have to come back because they're supposedly adding that runaway railway. So you'll have another attraction to see whenever you come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, trust me, I've already priced coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the only thing that I didn't that I didn't get to do, and mainly just because I kind of forgot about it. Like once once I did, I did. I spent a lot of time in New New Orleans Square because um, I did Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones. That's all in the same vicinity. And then I went into Fantasyland, and I did the classic dark rides there. Uh, did Pinocchio, Snow White. And uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride did all of those. I was not yes. standing in line. <laughs> oh, Mr. Toad. Peter Pan. Yeah. And of all of the three, the three that I did, I do, I did enjoy Mr. Toad's the best. Uh, yes. Did you, um, did you ever, most... did you ever do the one in Walt Disney World? Were you there when that was open? No. Oh, By man. the time that we went, it was already Winnie the Pooh. Uh. Did you do the Alice in Wonderland dark ride? No, we were going to do that. We were actually, after we ate supper, um, we were headed to the Alice in Wonderland ride, but we got stopped by the Pixar Play Parade, and we couldn't get around it. (laughs) And Mom was really tired, so she was like, basically she was just like, screw it. (laughs) Let's just go back to the hotel. But we were on our way to that, but then the Pixar Play Parade pretty much kind of shut down that whole end of the park, because it ran down Main Street and then went towards I don't know if that was like towards Tomorrowland but it was behind the teacups and we it goes to, get... to uh, it's a small world it winds up that way okay and that's where we needed to go to get to <laughs> Alice in Wonderland so so it, it didn't work out to get to but that was another one that I wanted oops sorry um, that's the one that I wanted to do but we ended up running out of time and energy so hmm. it happens yeah <laughs> Definitely. And I didn't do Star World either. 
It, I mean, oh. the interior is exactly the same. So you didn't, you, yeah. if you've experienced it in Disney World. But I want to ask you because I still haven't been. I'm going this week. What do you think of Pixar Pier? Well, I can't compare it to what it used to be because this was my first trip. Because you know, it got the Pixar Pier overlay from Paradise Pier. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the ambiance, but I didn't ride a whole lot. Um, I didn't do Toy Story Mania because we have that in Orlando. Um, I did do the Incredicoaster twice um, because it was really fun and I love roller coasters. And the Fast Passes, when I went, this was on Monday, there was nobody in the park, especially that morning. So I got everything that I wanted to do, like ride-wise, by 10 a.m. on Monday. Um, but... But is California Adventure, sorry, is California Adventure a smaller park than Disneyland Park? In terms of land area, they're almost the same, but it has far fewer attractions than Disneyland does. And because is that where Star Wars Land and Marvel are going, or...? Marvel is going in California Adventure, Star Wars Land is going in Disneyland, so... Oh. Uh, when when Star Wars Land opens in Disneyland, by land area, Disneyland will be roughly the same size as the Magic Kingdom, which uh-huh. just seems mind-blowing to me because it seems so much smaller, but the, yeah. the Star Wars Land's going to be, I think, 14 or 15 acres or something crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just Did you like, because like, you were saying how you got everything done by 10 a.m., yeah. is it just because there was sheer... There are fewer attractions in California Adventure. There's fewer e-ticket. That's probably gotcha. the biggest thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you do the Guardians of the Galaxy? I did. That was the first thing I did. What did um, you think of that? I I enjoyed it a lot. I hate to say it, but I enjoyed that version a lot more than the original Tower of Terror. And that is because I'm a giant chicken. and Adri will tell you the only way that she gets me on Tower of Terror is is if she pulls the sister card it's true because I won't do it unless she doesn't have anybody else to do it with her and then I'll get on it but if I have a choice I'll be like I'll stay with the kids you and Christopher have fun yeah that's what I do too I I haven't been on that in years I just can't handle it anymore but I I would and it sucks because I don't know if the Guardians version will ever come to this coast, but if I ever get out there to Disneyland, I'll probably have to muster enough strength to do it because I just love Guardians so much. Yeah, it's, it's great. way it less might be, scary. It might be worth ruining my day. I mean, I used to go white as a ghost on the Tower of Terror, and there are pictures of me crying my eyes out, and I was I was not scared on Guardians because it's bouncier. There's not a lot of like huge drops. It's just yeah. I think you'd be fine, RJ. It, well, it's the up and down. It's like the it's like the the lots of ups and downs in a row. That's what gets me. The other yeah. stuff doesn't bother me. It's the up and down. I can't do it. Yeah. And I'm going to assume I'm going to assume that the drops aren't randomized on that one because they have to be queued to the clips. Right. I would think so. Yes, I don't okay. know. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think there are like five different songs and the jumps clearly they fit the music. Okay. I didn't know there was different songs. That's cool. Yeah, and I haven't done that after dark overlay they do at night during Halloween, but apparently that has even more song choices. Um, It's kind of cool, yeah. So is it a different experience each time then? Or is it same thing, but just they do multiple songs? 
I mean, the the story is the same. It's right. just your your song is random, and so the drops are slightly different because oh. they're kind of in time with the music. Yeah, but yeah I got you. Okay. Like 90% the same. Okay. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, but I liked it. I think the I think the humor of the Guardians really kind of offset how terrified I was of the drops because I don't do drop <laughs> rides right at, well at all. Like I don't do them, and I laughed because I actually met another solo traveler later on in the day, and we were talking about about Guardians, and we both had um, park bags. And um, she was talking about how she was terrified that she was going to lose her park bag because she kept feeling it lift up <laughs> right. in the air. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I <laughs> tried to like seat buckle it in and the cast member fussed at me. He was like, no, you can't do that. And so I just had like the park bag just like sitting in my lap. So every time it dropped, I would feel it lift completely <laughs> oh, out of my lap. Oh, man. <laughs> My uncle used to buy a loaf of sourdough from uh, the Boudin Bakery Cafe, and he'd sit it on his lap so it would fly in the air every time it dropped. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just to see it actually happen, try to yeah, take a just, bite out of it in midair. It made for a great picture every time. <laughs> it, yeah, I was going to say, it's a floating bread. <laughs> Yeah, that's, funny. that's, that's so funny. funny. <laughs> but I loved it. Uh, I loved the cue. I think the animatronics of Rocket, like, they, of course, their animatronics have gotten steadily better. Um, but the, the Rocket animatronics in the little, you know, the room that you stand in, um, it was, it, it was awesome. Like, I couldn't, I was like, wow, this, this was real. Uh, and I knew it was fake, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> but it's Rocket. He's and he's yeah. yelling at me. He's right there. <laughs> and he's right there. Yeah. Yeah, I really I, I enjoyed it a lot more than Tower of Terror. I would probably do that one again. More, more likely than the original Tower of Terror. Ah, okay. And, and that's know, I love I love Tower of Terror, but. I get very bored at that first little entry room where you're watching a little clip of what happened to the Hollywood Tower right. Hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess because I've done it so many times. But yeah. and I know we always complain on this podcast sometimes about the excessive use of IP in parks, especially new IP. But I feel like I don't think I would ever get tired of Rocket yelling at me. No, I definitely wouldn't. And I, I was <laughs> never in property. property. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was never a, a Twilight Zone fan at all. I never watched the show as a kid, as a young adult, or anything. So the theming of that, while it was cool, it just uh, doesn't speak to me. So I, I, it doesn't matter to me what they make the Tower of Terror. The fact that they taunted me with having a bar and a lounge in it and then took it away from me pretty much <laughs> leaves that hotel dead to me. <laughs> hey, what happened to that idea? Where did it go? I don't know. It, it Like they it always say, Wars. nothing in Imagineering ever dies, but yeah, I think monies are tied up elsewhere. Thanks, Star Wars Land. Thanks, Star Wars Land. That's right. <laughs> and all the other various, like, thousand different construction projects they've got going right. on. Yeah. It's yeah. more like, thanks, Shanghai Disney. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. We'll yeah. back to the original. That is the original, but original. everything can be blamed on Star Wars come next year. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Thanks, <laughs> that, uh, I'm sure that will be one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there anything that didn't live up to your expectations or that you were kind of disappointed by? I'm always curious when Disney World people come to visit. Um, not 
really? Because um, I was kind of awestruck the whole time. No, I will tell you, what did disappoint me was the area for the Little Mermaid ride. Um, yes, yep. It is so outdated, the outside of that building. Like, it feels like it's missing something. Did there something, like, be a different sign at the top where like King Triton's like the statue at the very top like did there used to be something there or yeah. is it always kind of blank it used to be a show called Golden Dreams that was like a fictional history of California that Whoopi Goldberg narrated <laughs> and then they kind of tried to repurpose it so the theory now is that you're going into an aquarium ah. which I mean I've said before on this podcast I think is so dark but <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but yeah. yeah when you're coming from Prince Eric's castle. I mean, you can only go down because that is just the coolest exterior of a dark ride. Yeah. And, like, it, you can definitely tell it was repurposed. Like, I knew that something else was, like, something felt off. So, I could definitely tell that it used to be something else. Not the inside. And it also stopped on me three different times. Oh, like, really? Yeah, it was literally walk-on. There was nobody in front of me, nobody behind me, except for, like, this one little family. Um, there was no way. I didn't even know how to walk through the queue because there was nobody in the queue. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't... And so I just looked at the dad behind me, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going. And he just <laughs> points. And, because all the rope, There were so many ropes. And, like, some of them were unhinged, and some of them weren't. And so I kind of got a little... Kind of turned around. <laughs> um... But it stopped three different times. Only for like, at the most, like 30 seconds probably. But I don't, I don't understand why it did that. When there was, there was, I was like, are people, like, there's no, you know, you always wonder, are there people getting off the boat or, right, you know, right. trying to escape and walk around? But there was, there was nobody in there. So why yeah. was it stopping? But it, it, huh. it, I, I just wonder if there's something wrong with that ride vehicle. Because I was telling you, Alyssa, like when we, the last time we were in Disney World, it did the same thing. Ours in Orlando, it stopped on us multiple times, which of course was fabulous for Melanie because she freaked right. out. Yeah, but yeah. she, but I was just like, this, this isn't that old. No, because yeah. I mean, New Fantasy Land is when did it open? I can't remember. 2013? 14, Yeah, I think the, that, like that. that part of it did. Yeah. Is it because it's an Omni Mover and they have to completely stop it for like wheelchairs and stuff? Because honestly, the Haunted Mansion never feels that stop and go the way the Little Mermaid it, does. I maybe. always, I always think that, but I don't know. I, it could be just a finicky, like hypersensitive system. Yeah. Like, people move around too much in the in the the clamshell or whatever the clam it is. Uh, maybe it senses that that somebody has gotten. I mean, I mean, there's. Uh, there's pressure plate sensors all around in all those rides now, so even if even if you did step out and step on something, you know, the thing goes into full stop. You know, you're, you're not getting out and, and running around anywhere. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I'm trying to think. I know I've been stopped in there, but I don't know if it's been multiple times on one. Yeah, our last time it was multiple times. And I'll tell you, you asked if anything disappointed her. That was what disappointed me is that Ursula's head did not fall off. Exactly. Right. I know. If I'm going to be if I'm going to be stopped, <laughs> I, I want to see something crazy. I feel oh, like I get. Great. I feel like the haunted mansion. I've been stopped in quite a few times, which I I don't get sad about that either. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. You mentioned glitches. Like that is one of the glitchier right? Because I remember. I don't know if it was 2012 or 2014, whenever we went, but I, I remember taking a picture 
of one of the aerial animatronics, and one of her eyeballs is pointing in the wrong direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, she looks crazy and cross-eyed. And, and that's not even that old of a ride. She was possessed. Yeah, I know. Let me tell you, I've been watching Tokyo Disney Sea videos on YouTube, oh, and Disney list. World and Disneyland has done a disservice to Ariel. Because yeah. Tokyo Disney Sea d- did a I think it was Disney Sea or Disneyland or whatever. They have a whole section that is dedicated just to Ariel's Grotto and King yeah. Triton, and there's like rides inside the building. And I'm like, yeah, Tokyo Disney Sea is just phenomenal as itself. That's like probably one of the better park expansions that has happened on any of the parks worldwide. Isn't it consistently rated like the best Disney park th- of all yeah, of them? Yeah, it's very highly rated. Yeah. Just because, kind of like what just Alyssa said, I think like the detail and and the attractions themselves, I just think are just like Disney, but like even over the top for Disney. Like the detail is just insane in in all of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anybody personally who's been there, but constantly people who go, like you see on social media, it's like, why why can't we have that here anywhere? <laughs> even even just like one of what they have there. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm such a, a huge Ariel fan, Me too. and so I wanna I wanna see more Ariel stuff. And they're like, it's like this crappy little dark ride that you know feels like it's 20 years older than it is. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I know it got a lot of hate. The one in New Fantasyland here when it first opened, we're like, oh, it's, this project's been going forever, and this is all we got, and it's you know it's basic and this that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And while I see all those points. It is just your basic Disney dark Omnimover. ride. Omnimover ride. I mean, I don't know what people... I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I thought the animatronics were pretty good in it. I mean, I know maybe look-wise, yes, they they don't. But like the one Ariel in the Under the Sea scene where it looks like her hair is up and stuff, I think that one's pretty cool. And yeah, I love the, Ursula. I mean, like Ursula I is fantastic. I, I think, think she's awesome. I think the and Ursula I love is, the kiss the girl scene. Yes. The only yeah. ones that are dopey are is the ones at the end when her and Prince Eric are standing there like their eyes are always screwed up and they always look like they're stoned (laughs) their eyes are always half shut and it's like and they skip the big battle it's just all of a sudden oh there's Ursula in the corner I guess she's gone now (laughs) just like slowly dying yeah well if you think about it that's how Snow White's Scary Adventures was too like it was oh I was just gonna say it went from the witch like handing her the apple and then the next scene was they're kissing her to wake her up at the you know what I mean they they completely skipped yeah. the whole her oh, getting even thrown get off that. the mountain yeah in Disneyland you don't even get that it's they're chasing her up the hill and then it just opens the door and says and they lived happily ever after you never even see the prince <laughs> there was a mural it's, it's a mural on, it was a mural on the wall yeah yeah in, in <laughs> Disney World that's yeah. a white ride I got on it and I remember thinking as I was going through it once the ride was over, I remember thinking like, "It's over." Like it was the shortest. <laughs> it was the shortest two-minute ride I've ever done. Yep. Well, because they skip so much of the plot, and then they spend a lot of time of you just being scared in the forest, running right. around. Yep. It's really not the story of it. It's just kind of be scared with Snow White. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, hence the title <laughs> of the attraction, I guess. Yeah, I think the only two, well, now only one in Walt Disney World that hit all the high points and really doesn't leave anything out is Peter Pan. That's probably why it's still like the most favorite. I mean, that hits every part of the movie. 
for the most part, you know, the scenes there and Mr. and the Mr. Toad in that was at Walt Disney World did too. It was a, you know, it was dual track and you went through every room in the between each track was a little different. You ended up in the same thing. You ended up in hell no matter what. But how you got there, one of them went through the bar and one of them went through the courthouse either side. But that was like the greatest dark ride ever created ever. <laughs> So, I don't know, when I get out to Disneyland, that's probably will be the first one that I try to ride, but... It better be. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I talk about it enough. <laughs> yeah, but here, here's my problem with the dark rides, and this is going to be incredibly controversial. We but, like that, though. <laughs> but my feeling about dark rides is that it doesn't bring anything new to the table. Um, Like, it's kind of like what you said it kind of rehashes like the plot of the movie and i don't know maybe it's because i've watched disney films so many times that like i know the plot i don't if i wanted to watch the plot i'd just go see the movie but i i did the dark rides in disneyland just to just to say that i did them um but i I don't i don't know if i'll do them again i'm hanging up now (laughs) (laughs) i know i told you like don't no 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 listen i Um, i um i hear where you're coming from and I, I think dark rides on their on their face, if that's the right impress, uh, expression, are only supposed to be that. I think it's just supposed to be like a, a simplified retelling of the story that everybody's familiar with. It's easier for, you know, because they're more geared towards the families and, and young kids. So I think that's it's familiar because that's what young kids want. They want something that they can see. They don't want, you know, new stuff or, or things that are going to possibly frighten them beyond what they've known from the films. So I think it's a, I think it's just a formula they use because that's that's what's worked. Uh, and that was the bread and butter when those parks opened. Uh, you know, thrill rides weren't a thing in the 50s. I mean, they were, but it wasn't what Walt was originally going for. So that family entertainment and the stories that he wanted to bring to life of whatever the catalog he had then, you know, of, of 30 years or just about 30 years worth of film work uh, wasn't as large as it is when Disney World opened and other parks around the world. So I know that's my take, but I totally understand what you mean, and, and I get it. And I think yeah. that's I think that's why when Ariel's Under the Sea opened on both coasts, it was kind of underwhelming to most people because they were like, "All right, you know, Ariel has needed a ride for thirty years, and this is what you gave. This is what you did. Yeah. Is is like I, the I, easy I, I thing, can... you know?" Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I compare it, like, I try to, like, psychoanalyze, like, what do I enjoy about these particular Disney rides? What do I not enjoy about these particular Disney rides? And I think about Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion being two of the examples of dark rides, I would consider yes. kind of the same formula. Mm-hmm. But those are two of my favorites. Like, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, those are the two rides that I want to do each time that I go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um but, yep. And I think it's because it's a little bit more interactive, especially pirates, because you have the drops, you have the cannons going off, you have pirates on one end shooting at pirates on the other side of you. It's a little bit more immersive. Immersive, yeah. Whereas, well, yeah. Whereas, and here's the thing, too. Those, the ride came before any movies. 
Correct. And so it was Disney storytelling, original yes. Disney storytelling. Exactly. So what do you guys think about uh, something like Frozen Ever After where it's the characters, but it's not retelling the plot? It's like a new kind of, Do you does that the same thing for you where it's not giving you something new or do you like that better because it's not rehashing the plot? I like that ride. You know, I I wanted to hate it so much, but I <laughs> when I wrote it the first time, I was just like, it didn't blow me away, but I was so amazed. I was like, wow. I was like, well, you know what? Hey. They they did First it. First off, they, that cue is awesome. The, you know, I I've only done uh, uh, fast pass, so I have not seen well, the whole thing. But, but then, like, when you yes. go before you merge and how it almost gives you that um, the Mexico Pavilion feeling of you're outside but you're inside. Oh right, right. Like, oh no, it totally draws you. It totally sets the scene. Yeah. It totally sets the scene. Absolutely. But for the ride itself. Yeah, I think you're right because it doesn't just follow the movie. It's you know it has the songs in it, or just or let it go at least. But you kind of had to do that. But the way it was done <laughs> is, I, I think it was done very well. I think, yeah, I, I can't complain about it, other than when their faces don't line up. But <laughs> <laughs> right. um, you know, I would have liked to seen. And I, I think we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago for whatever reason it came up. I would have liked to have seen traditional animatronics with with real faces i think they're at that stage where they can do that mm-hmm. and it just seems like projections are the way of the future now which is kind of annoying but well i mean look what they did for um for the avatar the river journey that's completely uh, animatronic that, that is and i did not get to see that last time we were there we only did flight of passage but yeah i've it's awesome oh yeah no i know i mean i've seen video of it now but yeah that one's that one's pretty insane so, so they're capable. Oh, the capability is there. I'm sure it's it's like anything else that comes with them now. It's it's the money. Let's let's put a projector in the ceiling that'll follow along a computer code, or let's sculpt a face that's exactly you know what I mean. I don't know. Right. Um, well, and they may be limited to what was already there since it was a, a you know a redo of what the original Maelstrom. So they may not have been able. True, to but I think put those... that equipment in there. That's true too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know they gutted the building and they changed the track around a little bit and and did kind of move some stuff, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been could have been logistics as well, but um, and yeah. I think they were just playing around with new technology. Well, yeah. that too, and then you know, and opened it up too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, I, we also waited around in line for Flight of Passage for three hours when it broke down that time. So uh, I still fuss about that. <laughs> and then someone pulled a fire alarm. It was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Yeah. Like literally looking at the entrance to Flight of Passage and somebody pulls the fire alarm and they evacuate the building after we stood in line for three hours. Yeah. Playing heads up. Playing heads yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> But there's nothing better, no better line waster than Disney heads up. So that's well, true. you have to in that one because the queue is really not much. There's not anything to really look at. I don't know about the standby, but the fast pass was just. Oh, a I was going to say the standby. Yeah, line there's, amazing. Yeah, there's nothing is in it, the fast pass. There's nothing in the yeah. fast pass line. I have not done standby yet, and I don't know that I will unless I get there for you know pre pre rope drop. But seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever waited in line. You hush now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it plays, pays to have people in high places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sure. I know. But, um, All right, so we've gotten completely off topic as per usual. Well, that's okay. I know. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. She I'm started little... it with the dark ride stuff. <laughs> I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> So, all right, so it was a quick trip, more or less, so you only had a couple of days. Was there any, did you do any advanced dining or dining in any uh, table service restaurants, or did, was it all quick serve? We, the only thing that we did was La Brea Bakery in downtown Disney. We had a dining reservation for that, which was very difficult to plan with your mother, <laughs> um, because... She didn't. She didn't want to go into Disney California Adventure on day two. I don't think she would have had the stamina to do it anyway. Um, so I had to try to find somewhere that she would enjoy to eat, and then I would also enjoy. Um, and there's a lot of Cajun food in Disneyland. Okay. I don't really know why that is. Like a lot <laughs> of New Orleans, a lot of beignets, a lot of a lot of spicy like Mexican food. And mom doesn't like anything spicy. She won't eat anything spicy at all. So I had to find somewhere for her to eat that wasn't going to be crazy expensive um, and still meet kind of her palate and my palate. And La Brea Bakery ended up being it. And I was very nervous because I hadn't read, had Google reviews for it. And a lot of breakfast reviews came up, but not a lot of dinner reviews. Um, and so I ended up going to Yelp, of all places. Like, I don't <laughs> normally go to Yelp. Right, yeah. But yeah, for, for theme park stuff. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I could find for, like, pictures. Because wow. nobody, none of the Disneyland bloggers have really eaten there other than breakfast. Um, so okay. I was like, okay. Jessica, you have a job. I was just going to say, Jessica has a new uh, task now. <laughs> I know, I need to check. I honestly can't think if I've done it or not. So <laughs> I've never heard you mention it in two years. Yeah. That name at all. So I didn't even know it was... Yeah, because it's right at the entrance, so I usually blow right past it and go somewhere else. (laughs) It was awesome, though, when we stayed for dinner, um, because Monday night was a um, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party night. And so I don't know if there was interior seating or if La Brea Bakery is all exterior, and then they had like a little express place that had like a bar kind of set up. Um, But we were sat outside on the patio. And so we got to watch through our whole meal all the people going to Mickey's Not So Scary and all the costumes and all that kind of stuff as we were eating, which was really fun because I'd be like, oh, there's Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, there's another Jack Skellington. You know, like, there's an Oogie Boogie. Like, I saw all that kind of stuff and Mom was just looking at me. (laughs) I was fangirling over there. Um, but that was really fun to sit outside and watch all the people. I don't know where they were coming from. I don't know if they were coming from the parking lot um, or from the hotels because they were all coming down downtown Disney towards Disneyland. So I don't know where they were coming from. So um, that's probably mostly hotel traffic because okay. all the resort hotels are on the other side of downtown Disney. Yeah, that's what I figured. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't sure because it was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah. Um, but we did get to experience in downtown Disney the new World of Disney store. Because it oh. had opened officially. Ooh. It just opened. On, yeah. 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 It had opened on the 26th. And we got in there on the 27th. Like our flight was the 27th. And we were in there on the 29th looking around. Um, so I did get to walk around the new World of Disney store, which was super nice, but very 
disjointing and confusing at the same time because <laughs> I remember the old world of Disney store like it had like apparel over here like men's apparel women's apparel kids apparel home stuff like that yeah. kind of stuff it was all Whereas, separated fairly nicely yeah so like if I was looking for pajama sets I would just go to women's apparel you know like that kind of stuff yep. whereas I didn't know where anything was in this store because they had like an artist corner where they had the the wall that was magical and have like tink going around the ink jars and that kind of stuff and then they they had a princess corner where it was just nothing but princess stuff and then huh. they'd have star wars stuff and then way back in the back was all the t-shirts so like trying to find specific things was hard because like, I went in there looking. I was like, okay, I got to get Adri something. I got to get the kids something. I got to get me something. <laughs> and so, like, I was all over the store going everywhere trying because nothing, nothing felt cohesive. It was all themed to, to, like, what it was marketed towards rather right, than what right. the thing actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. No, it does because I think I had read that that's how the new ones were going to be laid out. Wow, um, that's a big I, shift. Because I know the one at Downtown Disney re, and, or Disney Springs reopened as well, but I haven't heard, I haven't known, I don't know anybody that went and saw it yet. I haven't even looked at pictures of it to see what it looks like. But uh, yeah, that's strange because, I mean, the other way was, it wasn't confusing. At least the one, I've uh, never been to California, but at least the one in Disney Springs, it was like a, it was just a bunch of square rooms and there was one kind of center hallway that connected them and everything, you know, like you said. All the clothing was kind of to the left if you walked in, and then, like, all the toys and crap that they want all the kids to get is in that main entrance, and then there was, you know, jewelry and watches and, and fancier stuff on the other end, and, yeah, yeah it kind of made sense. But, yeah, that's kind of strange. Yeah, it was very confusing. I ha I walked around that store three or four different times because nothing that I needed was in was any sort be. of near <laughs> the other thing. And I had a really hard time finding, like, candy for the kids for, you know, Melanie and Zachary. They didn't really have a whole lot. They had, like, one little stand of suckers, and that was it. Huh. And so I had to actually get in the queue to, like, check out in order to find other goodies, which I don't remember that being an issue in the old world of disney store i remember there being like in caps and that kind of stuff with different yes. maybe they just didn't have a lot out yeah. but i remember like kind of panicking a little bit because i'm like i have to get my niece and nephew something what am i gonna do <laughs> um but yeah um and it got it was so busy when I'm we sure. got there it was it wasn't as bad like mom and i could walk around and like still kind of look at some stuff but by the time that and this was, like, within a 30-minute time frame. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> but, like, it went from, oh, it's kind of busy, to get me out of this store right now. <laughs> right now. I'm going to yeah. punch somebody. Because <laughs> you could not you could not move. It was awful. Oh, that's <sighs> chaos. And I wondered if maybe it was because it was right before Mickey's party. Because this was at, like, 645. Oh, so yeah. I wondered if people were going into the store to kill time before the party started at seven, or vice versa. People that were getting booted out were right. maybe uh, on their way out, yeah, maybe, or probably a little bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> and the new factor, and the newness factor, probably. 
Yeah. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then Downtown Disney was pretty, for a Monday night, because I remember talking to mom on the bus and I was like, you know, it's a Monday evening. It, I don't think it'll, it shouldn't be too bad. I mean, locals probably don't go to Downtown Disney on a Monday evening. They probably went Sunday night or Saturday night. Um, and then I was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was so wrong. There's people everywhere. You couldn't move. It's awful. No, really? It was awful. <laughs> It was awful. And, like, I can normally handle Disney crowds, but by the by the end of our evening, and we were only there for, like, two hours, um, and by the end of the evening, by 7 o'clock, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to be back to the hotel. I, I'm, pretty sure, right? I'm pretty sure our Disney Springs is the is about the same now. Yeah. A days with, yeah. with all the new restaurants and bars and stuff. I think it's, I think it's pretty crowded. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't. It gives me anxiety thinking about it. And one thing that's hard about Disneyland's downtown Disney, I don't know about Disney Springs, is it's basically one giant path. So yes. there's no other way to go if you're stuck in this sea of traffic. Is that true of Disney Springs, too? Because it's so frustrating. Uh, it The main path is, but, like, where some of the shopping areas are in the, in the old Pleasure Island, where, like, the fancy stores are now, it kind of breaks off a little bit. But there still is that one main corridor. They did widen it out and make the walking area a little bit bigger, but it's still, you know, it, I don't know. I'm it, laughing because I got lost. Legitimately. <laughs> like, <laughs> somehow I ended up at Blaze Pizza and I have no idea how I got there. That's not yeah. a bad thing. It's not a bad it's thing. A bad I'm just thing. saying, I'm not sure that's where I was meaning to go. Meaning to go, yeah, because that's kind of <laughs> off the path a little bit. Exactly. It's like set then, back where Deluxe Burger is and stuff. There used to you know, you go over the little bridge with the big tree that always has the bird, white birds and cranes in it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember I was trying to get there, and I I don't know, and I get lost there. Yeah. I do. I think it's the people, and because it is always so crowded, and I just can't. I don't, I don't like it. When we went there, what, last December, Alyssa? Mm-hmm. We had to walk single file trying to get to the movie theater and, like, hold on to each other's shirts. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was insane. And we were just trying to go from Jock Lindsay's to the movie theater, which was not that far. No, it's not that far. I tell you, I don't have as many memories from Disney Springs. I remember Disney Springs a lot more when it was downtown Disney. Now all these expansions, like, it's almost too big that you can't cover it all in an evening. Because that's normally what we do, you know, on our day in. We'll go, you know, the travel day, go to downtown Disney that evening. And, like, I think the last couple times that we've been, we've only covered up to the World of Disney Store. Like, we've never gone beyond the World of Disney Store, like, towards Ghirardelli and, like, right. that end. And the Edison, like, none of that new stuff on that end. I, I haven't I don't been know if we've either. ever stepped foot down that way. We did. Christopher and I and the kids did. But that's only when we stayed at French Quarter. So we took the boat. Yeah. And the boat comes up that way. Yep. Um, but that, yeah, I'm with you. Other than that, we don't. And we always end up, like, parking at um, Cirque du Soleil, mm-hmm. right? And we always come in that entrance. Or we used to. Now we go to one of the garages. But yeah. if we're in a park. But, so we would go from, like, there to, like, the T-Rex. And that's right, right. And that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, only, I've only ever entered through the marketplace. Because they've only just taken a bus from the resorts. And that's where... Mm-hmm. Now that's the only it used used to have three different stops. It used to bring you to each section of 
downtown Disney. You can get off in the marketplace. There was a bus stop by Planet Hollywood for the west side. And then, no, that was it. It was just those two. Because so then if you wanted to go to Pleasure Island, you had to go through the west side entrance. Um, opposite of, opposite end of House of Blues. Mm. But, but originally there were three. There was the marketplace. They dropped off in that little area there by Planet Hollywood or in right. front of Pleasure Island. Yeah. And then they used to drop off west of Cirque du Soleil. Oh, there you're was right. a bus stop out there for years. And then by the movie theater, theater, right? By the theater? Oh, way past oh, no, that. Way past that, right. Yeah, yeah oh, that's like right. The theater's by Cirque... Planet Hollywood, yeah. yeah. All the way at the very far end. Yep. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think... Yeah, Maybe when I was younger and we would go there, but when I was old enough to go there by myself, I think they only had the two when they had changed it around. Yeah, I don't like the single bus stop. No, it's a pain. It's because it's, you know, it takes forever anyway, and then it's crowded and I call an Uber now. Everything else. <laughs> well that's what I would do if I ever went again, yeah, without doubt. But that's the only way I know where I am if I go in through that entrance. Like last time my wife and I had, we were, when we were there by ourselves, we stayed at Saratoga, so we walked over from the walking bridge and that brings oh, you, yeah. brings you right into like the town center or whatever the hell it's called now. And I got there and I was like, I have no idea where I am. I have no right? clue and the but, first time I came down from no idea the Green Garage, I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I had no, no clue. Because even where the old, because so once I realized, all right, if we go to the left, that's where Raglan is and and Paradiso and some and the older that stuff. I was like, okay, I know those restaurants, but they like the facades are the same, but everything and they were still working in that area, so they had like the the walls up along the lake and it was like real skinny over there and I was like, what the hell? I was, I was very confused. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But anyway. Just have to spend more time down there, I guess. Nah. Nah, I know. <laughs> well I mean, I'm fine with going bar hopping and, and eating at the restaurant. I have no desire for any of the shopping areas. No, it's, me either. It's I mean except know, for World of Disney. World but... of Disney I'd like to check out, yes. But all the other stuff any mall by me has all those shops. I have yep. no desire to go to. I don't go to them here. So I don't need to go to them in Disney World and pay more yep. for the same stuff. And like the one time we walked into like a Disney specific store, it was like Home Goods or something. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like fancy stuff. And I was terrified to touch anything. I was like, <laughs> bring it. My kids cannot walk into this That's store. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I'm walking right back out. That yep. was a very fancy store. I remember that store. Right? I feel like, like I, I felt underdressed in that store. <laughs> I felt underdressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tourist casual doesn't work. Right. <laughs> I hear you. That's why I stay far away from those. Oh, I'm not the clientele they're looking for. Nope. <laughs> no. I'm not dropping two hundred dollars on a Sorry. on a plate on a, on a pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I guess, um, so all in all, let's say, I mean, I know it's like short trip, two days, so if in planning your next one, and obviously in saving and getting a time frame, would you, uh, what time would you go, like, not during the holiday time? Would you go during a normal time, spring or winter after holidays, or? I don't know. I would love to experience Christmas. I don't know if Christmas is quite as themed as uh, Halloween time is, but I love Christmas time anyway. Right. Um, but I think this was like almost like it was that much more special that I was there during the Halloween season 
than like if I'd gone on any other arbitrary time because there was stuff there that I could eat, stuff there that I could do that's not always there. Um, mm-hmm. Like half the stuff that I bought food-wise was seasonal. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, because I got to try I ate three different types of churros while oh, I was no. there. <laughs> I had the original. I'm amazed I didn't gain 15 pounds. <laughs> um, but I had the original churro. I got that one near Splash Mountain. Um, and then I got the sour apple churro with the caramel sauce in Tomorrowland, which was not good. I, ha- <laughs> I hate to say it. It was the one that I was looking- <laughs> Well, I love really tart things. Like I'm much, I'm very much a tart person. Um, okay. so that was the one I was actually looking forward to the most. Um, and it ended up just hurting my mouth. <laughs> it, was, it was too tart. <laughs> <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I ate it all because, you know. Yeah, because it's like $20. Yeah. And it was like a $6 churro. So yeah, right, right. I'm going to eat this thing. Yep. Um, and then I tried the s'mores churro um, in the Grizzly Peak area, and it was really good. I was going to say, how but could that be funny, bad? <laughs> do I? I was going to say, how could that be bad? I, I know. Mean, I guess it could. Funny but. story, though. <laughs> is I, I was telling Adri a couple of days ago that I went into this trip from a blogger's perspective now that I've been writing so many posts and I, I was determined to take really good photos and really good videos that would have plenty of media to turn it into blog posts. Well, when I went and got the s'mores churro, like I, I knew that I needed to take the picture of the churro in front of where it's at. Yes. Um, that way, you know, you know Reference. where to get it and all that kind of stuff. So I went and I found a, you know, like the Disney table, which is a trash can, and mm-hmm. put my drink and stuff down <laughs> and put my arm out with the churro, snapped a picture, looked to my left, and there's this like 40 year old mom sitting on the bench just shaking her head at me. <laughs> like, you're being, like, sh- you're being shamed. <laughs> yeah. So and then I just and I and I just took a bite out of my churro and kept walking. There you go. <laughs> but it was very messy because it was covered in graham cracker um, bits, so it was oh, a geez. lot messier than I anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really good, and I got to try um, the caramel apple smoothie from Ooh. from Schmoozies in California Adventure, which was. Probably my favorite thing that I ate or and or drank. Um, it was really good. It was the it had actual bits of apple in it, like you could taste the texture of the apple, and it was good and tart with sweet at the same time. It was mm, I still think about that thing. It was really good. Nice. All right. So all in all, a good trip. Yeah. Excellent. I don't know. Anybody have any uh, anything else? Jessica, you got anything else you were wondering? or? I'm trying to think because, I mean, I feel like you answered most of my questions. I guess the only <laughs> other question I would have is if you were to come back, would you want to stay in a resort hotel or do you feel like that didn't really take away from your experience? No, I definitely I've already, I've already priced that as well. I was actually Googling <laughs> that this afternoon um, because I, I was curious. I was curious to see the di- price difference between um, staying on property, like renting through Disney versus mm-hmm. renting DVC points versus the price to stay at a hotel 
off property, like one mm-hmm. of the ones that were on the strip that um, our Disney friendship hotels or whatever they call it. Good um, neighbor. Yeah. yeah, good neighbor hotel. Um, and like, honestly, for the price that we paid or that you would pay for an off property, I found that renting DVC points, you would get the same thing and you could stay at the Grand Californian. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it makes more sense for my next trip whenever I get to go back that that's probably what I'm going to shoot to do. Yeah. Um, because you don't have to get on a bus. You don't have to, you know, get in a car. You don't have to do any of that stuff. And well, then, and that, that extra helped. hour in the morning makes such a big difference with knocking stuff off your list. Yeah. Um, and then I think that would help with the Disney bubble, too, because I did miss the Disney bubble. Um, <laughs> it's not as big you get on a bus and go to the Hilton, you know, half a mile away, you you, you don't feel like you're in Disney anymore. You right, can, right. It's a little sad. Yes. <laughs> You mean there's no purple signs on the roads? No. You know, that's when I get really excited in Orlando is when exactly. I start seeing purple signs. No, but you can see the park from the highway. So that is that's, true. That's your true. equivalent, I guess. Instead of and the fireworks. And the, the fireworks, fireworks kept me up, actually. I yep. thought that was going to be awesome. <laughs> but my East Coast body did not want to be woken up. At 9.30 West Coast time, which was <laughs> 12.30 in the morning by body time. Yeah. So I was like... You, you didn't even have time to adjust a couple no. of days. And so I ended up like cursing the fireworks because it would wake <laughs> me up every night at 9.30. <laughs> uh. And then I just get back to sleep. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool. Well... I'm glad you had a great time. It sounds like uh, the the lack of needed planning didn't seem to bother you, I guess, um, or bother you enough that it <laughs> ruins your trip. You know, it's like I didn't plan enough, so I don't like it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but cool. So, but uh, thank you for for joining us and recapping your trip out there. I know you're. Uh, you're never going back out there without your sister. I think you know that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I told her, she actually asked, she was like, you know, so when are you going to keep the kids so Christopher and I can go? And I was like, Adrian, like, you've got to take your youngins. Come on. Like, Radiator Springs Racers. Kids are party When I wrote Radiator Springs Racers, I was like, Melanie and Zachary would love this. Um, so there's a lot of stuff there that the kids would would love um that i don't that they they need to experience too for sure mm. fine yeah fine yeah fine because <laughs> <laughs> i'll take my kids to disney or uh, you can just you know we can just like team of five it again and you can just true. take auntie along with you that way we can do writer swap stuff like we do yes. at disney world there, there you go. go there you go that yep. sounds like a plan <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you, Alyssa, for coming on and uh, talking to us about your trip and your experiences and and all that good stuff. So is there, besides uh, blogging with your sister at www.bound.com, is there any other any other social media stuff you want anybody to know, or is that it? Um, I mean, I'm on Twitter. A YouTube channel. Yeah, I am on Twitter at... Um, Alyssa WDW Bound. 
on Twitter, and then I just launched our YouTube um, channel, which is also Alyssa WDW Bound. And so I've been um, experimenting with YouTube type vlogs of various things. I'm going to do a lot more. Uh, there's only two up right now, um, okay, but I've got, I've got plans in the works for more. Right, cool. Very good. We'll check that out for sure. All right. Well, once again, thank you for coming on with us, and we hope everybody we hope everybody enjoyed this episode, and we will talk to everyone next time. Thank you. troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts social media accounts you can also follow the podcast on our facebook group at the diz explorers and on twitter and instagram at the diz explorers you can download this podcast on itunes google play podbean TuneIn radio stitcher radio and also on youtube Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time. Spectral Magic!